Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of this newsletter is going to be confused, deceived, and jerked around. Well, I've got a, three different emails I'm going to go through with you today, and a little bit of a variety of, of topics. One guy is kind of struggling with his purpose, and another guy started dating this woman, and everything was great. He was in a la la land, amazing fucking sex. And then all of a sudden, he found out that the woman he was dating had been telling him and feeding him a line of bullshit. So he's obviously not feeling good about the situation. And another one is from a guy that I had a phone session with um, a few weeks ago. So before we get into it, I got a quote that I wrote I want to share with you on this topic. And it says, it's never fun to start dating someone and having a fantastic time together only to then learn that many of the things that they have been telling you are total bullshit, lies, and deception. People who deceive tend to lie out of their desire to avoid conflict or fear that they won't get what they want. Everyone has been hurt in relationships, but once you start seeing red flags popping up all over the place with your new love, it takes a tremendous amount of inner strength, testicle fortitude, self-love, self-respect, and knowing who you are and what you want to make the difficult decisions to cut bad people loose from your life. Otherwise, you'll only deceive and bullshit yourself in a more painful heartbreak down the road if you don't get out of bad relationships early enough. And for those of you wondering where the hell I got testicle fortitude from, I heard that from uh, Dick Marcinko, Richard Marcinko. He was the founder of SEAL Team 6 and he had... Probably about 15, 18 years ago, I listened to an audio book that he put out. It was called, I can't even think of the, the name of it now, but it was, uh, he did a bunch of self-help type of books and things, and it was really great on the topic of leadership and being a man and just the things that he learned and instilled into SEAL Team 6, which obviously those traditions are carried through on today. Really interesting guy. So let's get in this first email. This guy says, Hey Corey, I started dating this woman about two months ago. I'm head over heels for her, but recently things have become complicated and some trust issues have come up. First, I would like to say that she's a very sexual person and when we're together every weekend, we have sex anywhere from six to 12 times to the point where we actually are too sore to continue. That's great sex. Good job. Anyways, recently someone stole her dog and she claimed it was a guy she met in the park that occasionally takes care of it. She apparently went down to the police station to make a claim the next day. Seeing how upset she was, I decided to stay the night at her house. When she picked me up from the train station, she wanted me to drive and after we went out for dinner, I discovered a guy's photo ID by the gas pedal in her car. Oops. I asked her about it. And at first she claimed she didn't know who it was. And I gave her the silent treatment and after about 30 seconds she admitted to the following. One of the strongest things you can do when you're negotiating is if you say, well, I'm willing to pay $2 million for this piece of property. He who speaks first loses. And you wait for the other person to come back. What a lot of people say, like if you're ever negotiating for a car or something like that, and you give them the price, most salespeople, good salespeople I should say, are trained to just sit there and just let there be silence. And so you have to be, be willing to sit there for a couple of minutes just stare at each other. Because whoever speaks first is the person who ends up losing the negotiation or the 
You know, it's like I say all the time, you don't get what you negotiate, deserve in life, you only get what you negotiate. So he says, after the 30 seconds of silent treatment, he's, she admitted that it was a guy she used to date. Ah, oh, isn't that nice? Now she's deceiving you. And the problem is, as he said, I'm head over heels in love with this girl. That happened to me one time. I met a girl, things really started off great, hot and heavy, and it's like you see the red flags there and there, you're like, ah. I didn't just see that. She's awesome. She's beautiful. She's great. Sex is great. And then you get further on down the road and then it's like these deceptions and the deviousness just seems to become more and more prevalent. And it's like once the infatuation wears off, you're thinking, what the fuck did I get myself into? He continues on. When I asked her when they had broken up, at first she said one month ago and then it was four or five months ago. Wow. The story is changing. She was very nervous. He has the dog. I asked her if she lived with him and then she said no. I let all this go as we only decided to be exclusive a month ago. It's not a good sign when you're only exclusive for about a month and she's lied to you like what about 10 lies here in about two minutes. It's not good. But later that night I found the, the tenancy application for their apartment with both the ex-boyfriends and my girlfriend's name on it in the bathroom drawer next to the toothpaste. So you're playing detective, a little Sherlock Holmes there. They moved in about two months before she met me. Ouch. Since then, I have been really suspicious of her. No surprise there. So Saturday, he says, last weekend, she spent the night at my house and I couldn't help, but I looked in her purse as I suspected something just wasn't right. Your spidey sense was tingling. He says, I looked at her ID and that was it. It turns out that she lied about her age. She claims to be 24 when in fact she turned 30. Wow. Sounds kind of like our president. He tends to lie like that. That's the thing. Somebody that tells one lie after another, it's like they get to the point where they told so many fucking lies. It's just they don't even remember their own lies. When in fact she turned 32 weeks ago and never told me. Her age does not bother me at all, with the exception of the fact that she lied to you. We had dinner with my family one night and she claimed to have the same birthday as my mother, which also was a lie. Ouch. She's a pathological liar, bro. So I asked her about her... Hey, at least his sex is great, right? So I asked her about her age and I told her I didn't believe how old she was and of course she got pissed. An asshole move on my part. She never confessed. I then poured on the compliments of how beautiful she is for days. She admitted that she's insecure about her looks and that I hurt her feelings. Well, the whole reason why she's lying is she's obviously insecure. And she's a little fucked up. So he says, I'm going to put the rest in point form as it would take forever for me to write it all. He says, number one, Sunday, the following day, she got two text messages and a phone call that was dropped. She picked up and said hello, and then she said that the call was dropped. She went into the bathroom, and then 20 minutes later with the phone, and then came out and told me that she has to be home by 5. That's a little suspicious. She wouldn't tell me why she was still pissed. That was Sunday. She was angry with me until Thursday when I finally went over to her place and spent the night, and we had sex. Number two, Monday she called me on Skype saying her phone was broken. She got a new phone the next day and she told me I could not go to her house Wednesday as she comes home late from French class that day, but I could come over on Tuesday or Thursday. 
she brings up this French teacher a lot apparently and she goes out with him and the other students for her for drinks after class. She once told me jokingly she talked to him about his sex life. There's a lot of truth in jest. And that's why it's good to be a good listener because when someone's deceiving you, they can't it's like they're inner they're dis, interdispersing truth with bullshit. And so it's like after a while you can kind of read between the lines. So who knows, maybe she's fucking her French teacher too. Sounds like a great quality girl. He says, apparently this guy also told her some people just don't know how to love. She brought this up and asked me if I knew how to love the day after I confronted her about her age. Number three, Wednesday, we always talk before going to bed or text. And I text her new number saying goodnight and I get no response. It was a little late and she was tired that night, but still it bugs me. But she could have honestly gone to bed early after class. Obviously, you're kind of paranoid at this point going, what the fuck? It's like all these lies and half-truths. And the problem is you're in love with this girl. At least you think you're in love with her and you're infatuated with her at least. So it makes it really hard to objectively look at this situation. This is why you got to learn the stuff in my book because it's like that way you can really objectively look at the person. Like I said, what happens is you go through enough relationships and you date enough and you start to pick out the patterns that I talk about in my book, what's going to happen is you're going to get a hell of a lot more pickier as time goes by. And women that you would love to date today, six months from now, you won't give them the fucking time of day because of reasons just like this. Because like when you're younger and you're inexperienced, hey, she's beautiful. She's looking great. And you don't look at anything else objectively. But after you get burned a few times, then you start to realize that, you know what? If I keep doing what I've always done, I'm going to continue to get with what I've always got. So he says, number four, Thursday, I come over to her place. She's still pissed about the age thing. She's lying to you about the age anyways. And it's like, he says, I keep telling her how beautiful she is and act playful like we usually do. We end up having sex and she tells me that she missed me. Saturday, we meet up and we go for lunch. She's being bitchy with me and making fun of my past relationships because I dated a lot of foreign women. That's another reason why you don't talk too much about your previous relationships, especially the bad things. Why? Because they're going to throw that shit in your face when you fuck up. So it's always best to just say, let the past be in the past. They were all gifts. It was great, great experiences. And put a positive spin on it. I mean, because every relationship helps you grow and become the person that you are today. But when you talk about all the bad things or things that didn't go well or didn't go right, they're going to throw them in your face when they're pissed at you, which is obviously what she's doing. He says, in the past, she says that she hates that I have dated other women and she was humiliating me in the restaurant. So I called her on her shit and told her to stop. And then she became her usual playful self again. Notice how when you stood up to her, she became nice and submissive. But when you just sit there and take that shit, it's like like you give her an inch, she's going to take a mile. She's trying to see what she can get away with. He says, after lunch, we go shopping. I know she's still using the old phone. I thought that was broken. Huh. Imagine that. So I asked her about it and she says she got a new phone too but then realized she could fix the other one for cheaper and didn't want me to know that she spent money needlessly. Yeah, probably another fucking lie. Always be suspicious of people that have two phones like that and they're always hiding one of them from you. That's The other phone is for the other person they're in a relationship with or dating. I got a, I got a buddy of mine who's like that. He's got like three different phones. And one of them he keeps in his car and his girlfriend doesn't know about it because he talks to all his other girls in that phone.
He says, in explaining how clumsy she is, she said that she actually accidentally booked a hotel for three nights when she only needed it for two for her business trip. Here's the kicker. She was leaving that night, which was a Saturday, and coming back on a Thursday. So she would need a hotel for five nights. And I asked her what airline she's taking tonight and the flight time to which she responded that her flight was at 8 p.m. with Pacific Airlines. I called Pacific Airlines and there were no flights for her destination that evening. Huh. Another, this is like line number 1,550 or something. It's like, holy shit, dude. She, she said she's taking a taxi to the airport and didn't want me to help her as I would just distract her. Yeah. I got a bridge I want to sell you. Good deal. Number six, she was bitchy with me while we were shopping too and she thought I was getting impatient with her while saying she was trying on shoes. Well, obviously you were irritated because you realized she was fucking lying to you. And I told her she was being overly sensitive as she's been acting up ever since I questioned her age. She did not stop bitching. And then she said, I miss my free lifestyle relationships are so stressful. So basically what she's now saying is like, you're starting to smother me, dude. He says, I just ignored it as I think she was just trying to get attention and make me panic. Finally, she said, we're going home after this, to which I responded, fine. I was pissed and she could tell, and I think she realized I had enough. She then asked me to buy her a bathing suit that she wanted to make it up to her, to which I said no. Good. In other words, she's like, let me see how much I can use this guy. Hey, at least I can get a free bathing suit out of this. I've got a few great meals. The sex has been great. And once again, told her to cut the crap. We stood there for a little while in the mall, and she came around, and then we ended up making out right there. And for about 30 minutes in her car before we parted ways. Number seven. Now about the about 5.30, she calls me and tells me she loves me and that she will email me her return flight details, which she hasn't booked yet. I'm to pick her up and then we are to spend the week at my place and then go to my sister's for Christmas. It is now Monday and I have not heard from her and I thought about emailing her to tell her I miss her. I wouldn't do it, dude. She said she's going to reach out to you. You need to do it. The problem is you're in a fearful state because you realize she's a pathological liar and pretty much nothing that she tells you is true or accurate. It seems to be all deviousness and deception. I would wait for her to get back to you. So sometimes she dwells on arguments and will seem okay at first but is pissed later. But I figure I would just leave it and let her initiate contact. That's the right move. Everything has been amazing up until her dog was stolen, but then, but since then, I keep coming across lots of in dis, discrepancies. I'm sure I haven't listed them all, but by the way, she got the dog back, but the dog had been completely shaved. <laughs> so he got pissed and gave the dog a haircut. Another thing to note is her ex is also one of her business partners. How convenient. She also told me that she dated someone on the side as her ex could not satisfy her in bed. So in other words, she's saying, hey, you know, I'm a woman, I got needs, I like to have sex, and if you're not satisfying me, I'm just going to go and fuck somebody else on the side. So right then and there, she's revealing what she is. Commitment doesn't mean jack shit to this woman. Nothing. The ex knew about this, and I'm the first man that has ever made her ejaculate and people would honestly be jealous of the sex we have. You mean she comes like a waterfall? I have made her orgasm dozens of times during one session so I don't see why she would go elsewhere for sex. 
Maybe she's a nymphomaniac, dude. Maybe she's a sex addict. I don't know what the heck to make all of this. She knows I'm a bit suspicious of her, but I can't help but wondering what's up with all these lies. She can't help herself, dude. She's fucked up. That's the bottom line. He says, I'm distraught. I don't feel as confident and as sure of myself as before and not even quite sure how to behave around her. Please help me. I have no clue how to handle the situation. I want to find out what's going on, but I don't want to snoop around to find it out. Thank you very much in advance. Well, the bottom line is, dude, she's a pathological liar. She's great in bed. She's a great sex playmate, and that's pretty much it. She's great to have an open relationship with. Other than that, because it's obvious that she revealed to you she cheated on her last boyfriend. When her needs aren't being met, it doesn't mean it. She just the way she looks at it is like, hey, well, I'll just go get get him met somewhere else, and I'll deceive my boyfriend. And that's what she's gonna do to you. And if you're to think that you can have a healthy relationship with a woman like this, you are totally bullshitting and deceiving yourself. So if I were you, I would start dating and looking for a replacement. Keep her around as a sex playmate if you like. Make sure that you practice safe sex with this woman because this is not somebody. It's like, don't fuck around with that dude. She's just not a good person. She's not honorable. She doesn't communicate well. She doesn't know how to communicate like an adult. Loyalty doesn't mean jack shit to her. Hang out and have fun and hook up with her. Other than that, keep looking until you find a good woman to have a relationship with. That's what I would do if I were you. So let's get into the second email. This guy says, hey coach, I had a coaching session with you two weeks ago and it was great. Thank you. Awesome. My pleasure. I'm emailing now as a follow-up and I request to see if you can make a video to address an issue I've arrived at. Hopefully this may help others. I was at a point where I wasn't satisfied with my job or my relationship. But there lies my problem in the question. I follow a lot of your videos because I'm learning to find my purpose and become a centered man to get into my masculine. But my issue is if I'm not currently centered and purpose driven, how can I know what I want in a woman? Well, obviously it's going to it's going to make it very hard because if you're not satisfied in life and you initially when you got into that relationship were thinking, "Hey, if I just get a girl, everything will be great." Because what's going to happen is once the infatuation wears off, you realize you're still not a happy dude. And sometimes it's better to be single so you can learn to, to be who you really are without being defined by another person. Like when I went through a lot of major changes years ago when I got out of real estate, I was single for a while. And I didn't date a lot because I really – I didn't – I needed time to be by myself because at that point in my life – I had either been married or in a relationship or of, uh, with a girlfriend for many years for basically close to 15, 18 years of my life. And so I always had somebody in my life. I was always either in a relationship or dating and having a good time. And I had just gotten out of a business partnership that was just very draining and was time to end. And I really needed time to think. I remember I had a buddy of mine who – when he left AOL, he basically walked away, I think it was like $40, $50 million. And we spent a lot of time talking about this, talking about life, the purpose of life, all those things. And we, you know, because he was going through a lot at the same time as I was. And he was just basically making music and he was investing his money in the stock market. And one of the things that we were talking about that really struck me is he said, when I was young, I wanted to get to a place in my life where I could just be alone to think. In other words, not having to go to a job, not having to work, not being in a relationship, just time where I could think and contemplate. 
And I spent a lot of time doing that, figuring out what I wanted, what was most important to me. And it was like for the first time in my life, I wasn't in a long-term relationship. I wasn't really dating. And I just needed to figure out who I was and what I wanted for this next chapter in my life without being defined by another person. And sometimes that's a really good thing. And so I highly encourage it. If you're at the place where you're trying to figure out your purpose and you really haven't been happy in a relationship, it's a good thing to be single for a while. Maybe take a couple of years off from dating if you like. So you can figure out who you are and what you want and what's most important to you because then once you get to a place where you're totally centered and then you're masculine you get to the point where you're purpose driven, you know what you want and you're moving towards it, then when you got some balance in your life, then it's good to be getting into a relationship. But if you're not in a stable place in your life, it's better to just be single and hang out, have fun and date and have a good time. So he says, after our Skype session, I decided on my own free will that I needed to break up with the girl that I was seeing as I wasn't happy and therefore I was making her unhappy. Well, you also said that you weren't happy in the relationship. And that's a good thing too because a lot of people, I'd say most people tend to stay in relationships long after it was, it's been good. It was satisfying. It was fulfilling. Don't be that person. If you're not happy in your relation, don't stick around thinking it's going to get any better. He says, in hindsight, I don't know if my reasons for leaving the relationship were legitimate or a result of my dissatisfaction with my own life. He says, how do I assess this breakup if it was the right decision and how do I stick to this decision? And in future cases, how do I decide what constitutes as good, healthy relationships that will satisfy my partner and me? Well, first, I see this all the time. You got to be happy with yourself and with your own life. You got to be enjoying being single, enjoying your friends, enjoying your job, enjoying your career, enjoying your business, enjoying just doing things that you really love and that are satisfying and fulfilling to you before you get into a relationship. But you said so yourself. You weren't happy in that relationship. And so my advice to you is to you know, take some time for yourself to figure out what you want and what's most important to you. Because this happens a lot. A lot of guys will break up with a girl because they're just not happy. And then a few weeks go by, they get lonely and they think, oh, I need my girl back so I can be happy again or she'll make me happy. When in reality, your number one goal right now at this point in your life needs to be to get to a place where you make you happy and get your career and your purpose on track. And I've done a lot of videos on how to discover your purpose. If you Google Corey Wayne, how to discover your purpose, I've done probably five or six videos on the topic that can help you discover that or book another phone session. We can strictly focus on that because when I do phone sessions with people that want to figure out their purposes in life, I usually spend the whole entire hour just on that one particular topic. So he says, I hope this is a legitimate question as I find not being completely centered, I am indecisive in all areas of my life. And as I initiated this breakup, I'm now wondering if I have made a mistake. Well, obviously what you did at the time, because this happens a lot. It's like I went through this when I left my first wife. Was that after two or three weeks, I was starting to regret it and thinking, huh, I don't know. And so we got back together for a few more weeks. And then I realized it's like when you go back, it's like all the reasons that were there, they, they turned you off to the point where you didn't want to be with them anymore. They're still there. And so you're bullshitting yourself a little bit if you think going back to be with that person is going to make you happy. Like I said, you need to focus 
on doing something to make yourself happy first and figure out what your purpose is in life without the influence of friends, family, business partner, coworkers, or other people, girlfriends in your life trying to give their input on who they think you should be. It's actually very healthy to do that. So let's get into the final email. This guy says, hey coach, I was in a relationship for three years with my ex-girlfriend and I was inexperienced in serious relationships and basically stopped the courtship and took the relationship for granted. Classic mistake, I know. She never communicated about not being happy and I was just obvious, oblivious until she broke up with me for another guy back in April. And one thing I want to say for the, the, the previous guy's email is like a lot of those questions like how to have a great healthy relationship, that stuff is all covered in my book. I don't need to go through that in a video here. I mean there's 270 pages of that stuff that goes into what it takes to have a healthy relationship. So if you're sitting there going, gee, what would it take to have a healthy relationship? Go back and read the book. Those are the fundamentals. You got to learn the fundamentals first and foremost. He continues on, I made all the classic mistakes like pleading for another chance and weak behavior. Oops, I finally stumbled across your book and videos, so I just dropped it and continued casual dating. Anyway, the new guy ended up breaking up with her, and so she started contacting me again saying that she wanted to be friends. Thanks, but no thanks. I told her I wasn't interested in just being friends, but the door was open if she wanted to date again. Good for you. The problem I'm running into with this girl is that every time I say that, two or three weeks go by and she'll contact me and we'll make plans to meet up. We'll have a great evening, but when I go in for a kiss, for example, she'll turn her head and say she doesn't want anything physical. And that's when you need to say, hey, I was very clear with you that I'm not interested in just being your friend. And so if all you want is something platonic, then I'm going to take you home and I would appreciate if you don't call me again unless you're interested in dating and having a good time because this doesn't work for me and you need to respect my wishes. He says these meetups simply aren't romantic, fun-filled opportunities for sex to happen because she doesn't want sex. I don't know if she's playing games or what, but she says she isn't attracted to me in that way anymore. Then when she says it, you, you got to say, great, it's been nice knowing you. I think you're an awesome girl. But I want more than just friendship. And if that doesn't work for you, then we need to part ways. And I wish you all the best. I hope you find what you're looking for. And don't contact me again unless you want something more than just friendship. Doesn't mean we have to get into a relationship together. But if you're not attracting me in that way, it's like I don't want to spend time with you. I can't be around you and not be able to kiss you and touch you and make love to you and all those things. He says, I know it killed the attraction towards the end of the relationship, so I don't know if I should be working on taking things slow, raising her attraction level, or what. No amount of you pursuing her is going to make her fall for you. She's making all the contact now, and I'm making sure to not be needy like I was before, but you have to stand up for yourself. You've got to make it clear to her that you ain't interested in friendship. I'm struggling to find the balance between your advice of call me if you decide you want to date and... Men don't push for a relationship or labels. Well, you still want to hang out, have fun, and hook up. And the idea is that you know, you're going along with the friendship agenda. See, that's the thing. She says, I only want to be friends. And you're like, okay. And then you go along with that. And then you make dates after she's said, hey, I only want to be friends. Instead of saying, every time she mentions the word friends, like, I don't want to hear friendship coming out of your mouth. If you're telling me you're not attracted to me in that way, then we need to part ways for good. And I would appreciate if you don't call me again. But if you change your mind and you want to have something romantic – Great, give me a call. And if you call me again, I'm going to assume that you want something romantic. 
But don't call me and try to get me to be just your friend because that doesn't work for me. I'm not interested in that in any way, shape, or form. And don't even call trying to change my mind because I'm not into it. He says she insists she wants to be friends, but I feel like even if she agreed to date again right now and physical contact would be unwelcome, which of course is a losing game. Any advice? Yeah, you got to stand up for yourself and make it clear that you are not into that. You can't – anytime you say I'm not interested in being friends and then you go out with her and she says, hey, I'm not, I don't feel that way about you and you continue to hang out, you are communicating through your actions that you are actually OK with being stuck in friend zone. But I would start dating other women if I were you and leave this one on the back burner because she's got to throw you – show you through her actions that she's interested in something romantic. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email session. You can do that by going to my website, click the products tab at the top of any page on my website, and just follow the instructions. And I will talk to you soon.